Hello and welcome to TBR Spotlight from the Big Review Ski, your companion podcast to the Fast and Furious Saga. My name is Owen, and for this ultimate road trip into the fast past, I'm joined by two people who don't crack under pressure. They just don't know how to lose. And in the words of Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Agent Hobbs from the popular series The Fast and Furious, I really hope they're wearing their thunderwear today. Rory, are you wearing your thunderwear? Yes, but it has been medically assigned to me, not for uh, not for any cool reason. Okay, I don't feel so well. <laughs> Gary, are you wearing your thunderwear today? Uh, I'm. I usually go commando, so. Okay, so so, yes, (laughs) that's the alternative term for Thunderwear. Remind us, Rory, what was our movie mission this week on TBR Spotlight? Yeah, uh, this week, episode three, so we're on to movies five and six of the Fast and Furious saga, uh, inventively, ever inventedly uh, titled Fast Five Mm -hmm. and Fast and Furious Six, because to hell with regular titling of movies like who needs it even when you go in to look at uh kind of the background information on these films it's like the one in 2011 was called fast five and here are 18 other alternative names that it was known as around the world and it's like five times fast and five and furious plus a wee bit of five over there and you're just like just pick just pick one name for these films please god damn it um now we're actually cranking things up a gear this week because not only do we have rory uh and his medically assigned thunderwear gary and his own version of thunderwear and myself and i'm not revealing any private details about my life um we're actually kicking things off with a massive guest star uh, on TBR Spotlight, we are joined by none other than the director of, what, roughly 87 Fast and Furious movies, Mr. Justin Lin. Roy, can you just give us a wee bit of background here? Justin Lin is, of course, dot, dot, dot. The, the director of uh, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven. No, he didn't do Seven. Somebody else said Seven. Somebody else said Eight. He's doing F9, that's out this month or next month, uh, and he's remaining on to finish out the franchise for Fast and Furious 10 and Fast and Furious 11, which are still to be, you know, given that really funky Fast and Furious title. Who knows where they'll go with those titles, but uh, I'm excited to find out. I hope with Furious, they, do you know whether it's F-U or I-O-S? I hope the I and the O is the 10. Oh. So it's for tennis, you know? <laughs> for for tennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that, that would be, that's perfect. I it's mean, right that's there. that one sorted. It's yeah. right there. Um, maybe you should have said that to Justin Lin when you were talking to him. Yeah, I should have. I didn't, I didn't. I was just too excited to be talking to him. Fair enough. Now, this is a man who obviously knows his Fast and Furious saga. And this is a little snippet of him talking about the importance of Fast Five, which we're about to delve into. Take it away, Justin Lin. You know, a lot of times when you go and you have an idea, they're like, okay, you know, this is what we did on Indiana Jones or blah, 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 blah. And it's my job to go, why? Why can't we do it this other way, you know? And yeah. that was, that was you know, the bus flip, you know, on Fast Five. I remember sitting there and I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this thing. Brian's going to have the charger. It's going to, it's going to, and everyone's like, oh, no problem. We do the, this to the pole. And I said, no, 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 no. We're doing it as a one shot. And they're like, wait, we can't do that. We've never done that before. And I said, well, why not? 
And it's my job to, to check. And so, you know, what I found out was that it was really hard because these buses were actually designed not to flip, you know? And so yeah. they had to, you know, we had to build two cannons in there, but it was a, it, when what finally happened, it really kind of helped me and help us define our franchise in that, you know, never just say, oh, well, this is the way it's been done. You know, like it's our job to say, well, why can't we do this? We want, you know, and so it became this kind of process of always challenging each other and making sure that, you know, if we have an, another opportunity, let's really, you know, let's, let's really think it through and let's really do something that we've never done before. Mr. Fast and Furious there himself, Rory Cashin, talking oh. to Mr. Fast and Furious there himself, Mr. Justin Lin. Um, Gary, <laughs> let's kick off with you. Uh, we know you had an emotional roller coaster last week attempting to watch three and four. Firstly, first question, did you watch five and six? I did, and uh, I actually didn't take too much note of the names of the movies. I just as long as there was a five and a six in there, I was, I was able to find them. Which, uh, but yeah, started off again the same as... <laughs> the previous four <laughs> what, what is going on i they're running out of vehicles for like is are they going to be chasing a submarine or something at some stage i don't know or a horse uh, a submarine yeah. or a horse okay well we'll just all right okay okay mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a bus this time a prison bus and uh yeah it was it was that whole flip scene really caught me off guard when the when the car braked uh, the the bus seemed to trash every other vehicle around it and then vin diesel's car slams on the brakes and the bus flips over it and the car doesn't budge that didn't make any sense at all <laughs> and again gary as we established in previous conversations it's i don't know how much um making sense really really comes into the world of fast and furious but as you heard justin he was saying whenever they were researching uh these prison buses these things are specifically designed not to flip uh, so that the guys don't all like basically escape and, and make another film like The Fugitive. Um, but uh, I actually thought I, I went the opposite. I was like, holy moly, this is an amazing opening to the film. I really enjoyed it. What about you, Rory? I, I thought it was a, a, a potentially dangerous way to try to break someone out of uh, a bus was to try and kill everyone on board. That was a surprising <laughs> approach to uh, to an escape. Um, but everyone, like, I love that they were so pointed in. Like, everyone survived; no one was injured in this, uh, in this, in this accident. So I do enjoy that they, because uh, it, I think it, it is the first one as well. Where because the four, Fast and Furious, yes, uh, ended with him on the prison bus. So it's like here we are, straight in, straight into five. Uh, and I, I was, I was happy that uh, that that stupid idea. Uh, landed so well <laughs> that everyone survived the bus crash. Uh, they shouldn't have. Like people should have died. But I did. Are. I I did have my notes. Uh, yeah, amazingly resulted in no fatalities. Mm. Sure. Um, but as you said, they were very pointed about it. It's one of those cases where they use the news reports happening in the backgrounds of the scenes just to inform us if you're worried about all the other prisoners, the other horrible people who were stuck in that bus. Don't worry, they're all absolutely fine. Um, so. Gary, this one obviously kicked off. Uh, Dom has been broken out of cinema, or out of the cinema, <laughs> out of prison, and he uh, he's not going to be serving his twenty five years to life, and instead he's going on the run. Uh, and we then transfer over to Rio, which is basically 
where the majority of this film is set. So in terms of, um, did you feel there was any kind of step up for you? Because obviously you've come to these completely yeah. <laughs> blind. You pr- probably wish you hadn't seen any of them at this point. But like, is there, uh, did you even feel like this was, oh, okay, I'm actually starting to enjoy sitting on the sofa in the evenings and forcing myself to watch these Fast and Furious <laughs> films. <laughs> enjoy is a bit strong, but um, <laughs> I did uh, I did halfway through the movie think that, well, the, this is actually put together kind of properly. Like I, I felt, I felt it felt more like a, an action movie and less, less like a home video. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of home videos have you been making? Uh, like a college project or something. I don't know. It, um, yeah, no, it, it definitely felt more put together and uh, more cinema worthy. The other ones felt like. That movie, The Room, but with cars in it. <laughs> the garage. <laughs> it's another room in the house, basically. Um, as much as I enjoyed the opening prison bus uh, stunt, I genuinely do think that the train stunt, when they attempt to hijack uh, the cars off the moving train, uh, followed by the crash into the bridge and this canyon leap, I rewind that about five times. I loved it. <laughs> so like I, this, this definitely for me feels like the one I was like, oh, I can actually sit back and, and really start to enjoy it. But um, yeah, Rory, what about this? Because um, <laughs> this is a genuinely, I think this is one of my favorite cinema stunts of all time. Yeah, like it's, uh, it's, I think, so the bus crash, I was like, okay, so that's the opening action scene done and we probably won't get any more action for a while. And then I think we're about 90 seconds into the film and they're hijacking a train and then there's a, there's a, a truck sticking out of the train and then that, that explodes and hits the bridge and then they're driving. And I was like, Jesus Christ almighty. So yeah, like it really does show that they've amped up the budget uh, this one was like 125 million, which is a lot more than any of the previous ones. Um, the train stunt is interesting because when the truck hits the bridge, it actually was in a moving train and nearly derails the entire train while they were trying to do the stunt. Uh, so that could have gone terribly wrong, uh, but it didn't, and it's fine. And they both survived a four million foot drop into the canyon <laughs> below. Uh, and that was fine too. Uh, I loved that the cars that were chasing them beat them down there, despite the fact there was no roads from where they were four million feet higher to where they ended up. I would have thought gravity was faster, but bigger feel me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then it's again, it's not long after that before we get a huge kind of foot chase through the favelas in in Brazil. So oh, do you say, I, do you say favelas? I was going for favelas. No, I think they're favelas. Okay, absolutely fair. fabulous, <laughs> fabulous, fabulous, <laughs> absolutely fabulous. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 this film it does it skews away from the drag race and, and essentially becomes a big kind of action movie heist movie, uh, and you can see those influences a lot. And I think it's the arrival of a particular new character that kind of earmarks. It's like okay, I see. I, I understand what this film is now. Yeah, a literal gear shift as we discover they're going to send, whoever they are, they're going to send their best guy after uh, the Fast and Furious family. And then it's like, what? Who 
who could this possibly be? And then he turns up. And I think this is possibly the most rude, most uh, awful version of The Rock that I've ever seen because he always pitches himself as uh, kind of this, this, you know, even if he's a bit of a badass, he's got this heart of gold. But in this one, he's just absolutely horrible. But uh, Gary, were you expecting, uh, because obviously uh, Dwayne Johnson plays Agent Hobbs on the hunt for uh, for Dom and, and his gang. But uh, were you surprised to see, well, first of all, Again, pop culture out. Do you, do you know who The Rock is? <laughs> Dicky Rock, is it? That's the one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't expect The Rock. The Rock showed up. I thought, oh, I've also never seen a movie with The Rock in it. What? Come on, Jeez. I've never seen a movie with The Rock in it. I've never seen anything really with, with The Rock in it, other than an interview. Um, and he always have you seen like, the movie The Rock? No, I did Whitney not know there was a movie called The Rock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Every interview I see The Rock in, like, obviously, he's a big giant of a man, uh, but he's a gentle giant. He seems to be such a lovable person. Uh, and I didn't get any of that off him in this movie. I, I thought, like, uh, some of his character would shine, some of his own personality would shine through. But, yeah, as you said, he was just a dickhead. he's a nasty nasty person in this one which is uh yeah interesting in terms of his image and everything as well um but they've obviously really pitched him as the the polar opposite to uh to to the good guys rory you look like you've got something i do have you you got a bit of tid i do oh hit us up with a bit of tid there's a reason why uh, his character is is actually not as nice as you might associate Dwayne Johnson normally. And that's because this role was written Acting. specifically for another actor who wasn't oh. Dwayne Johnson. Do you wanna do you wanna have any guesses whatsoever as to who who they might have pitched against Lee Evans. Vin Vin and Co. <laughs> I love that your 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 reference points, yeah, like a nineties British comedian. Yeah, that's that's where pop culture ended. I don't know how um, that came into my head. Lee Evans, yeah, definitely he could okay. have been. Was it another and any time um I'm Stone trying cold. to think Yeah, did did it fit into to somebody who's of the same kind of um uh potential like follically challenged no. as like Vin Diesel in the rock? No. No, uh, if if it comes to mind, who was the first person you would you would cast to hunt down a fugitive? Oh my goodness, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Were they going <laughs> to? <laughs> were they going for Tommy Lee Jones? They were going for Tommy Lee Jones. Unbelievable! Uh, and you can, when you see the fight scene later on, you can kind of understand why they went in a different direction. Because <laughs> um, you know, one punch from Finn. And that's it. TLJ's dead. Uh, but yeah, I, he was originally uh, who this character was written for. And they they went in a different direction. And I'm fine with that. Oh, 100%. Like, no offense to Tommy Lee Jones, but what this film was. What is the 2011. First 2011. And like, off the top of my head, Tommy Lee Jones is probably in his 70s around the time that they were filming this. That's fair to assume. Yeah, yeah. So, so this this see, was 10 years ago, and this was also 10 years after the first one. So this is the exact midpoint oh, so this far. Is the, 
the halfway point got mm-hmm. you. But yeah, I'm trying to imagine an angry old Tommy Lee Jones basically racing across absolutely favelas <laughs> and yeah. just not really, not really having uh, a great time of it. So at this point, we have to remember that Letty has been murdered in the previous film while yep. working undercover for uh for brian basically he put her into the evil drug gang and uh obviously vin diesel went through his whole sherlock inspired uh csi scene worked out exactly what had happened to her um but now he's got a brand new love interest and we know he's got a love interest because even while this massive foot chase is happening uh he and the brazilian agent uh basically they have time to make meaningful eye contact Mm. and uh, a jewelry exchange, <laughs> the witch. A jewelry exchange. A jewelry. This is the thing. They even find time to. Yeah, here you take this jewelry as well. But obviously, uh, because Rory, this character, uh, she begins to play an important role throughout this film, but also in the future of the saga as well. Yeah, uh, it's uh, 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 is it Elsa Patak- Pataki? I think her name is. I, I believe she's Chris Hemsworth's real wife in real life. Oh, amazing. Um. Yeah, so she pops up because she's the only one who Dwayne Johnson feels he can trust in Brazil because uh, everyone else in Brazil... Now, whew, Brazilian critics did not take well to Fast Five because this film, as they said, uh, painted all of Brazil as either corrupt cops, um, drug criminals, or sexy women who just walk around uh, in, in bikinis and stuff. It does seem like in the Fast Five version of brazil there is not one nice person except for this one police officer and even she stole his jewelry and kept it thief <laughs> but um yeah she does pay a, a play a much bigger part going forward but in this she is uh it's it's interesting watching vin diesel attempt to have any kind of sexual chemistry with anyone uh <laughs> in any film because um I just imagine trying to have a conversation with him and him constantly talking in that low grumble and you can just barely hear Sexy what he's saying. It's just... Uh, yeah, he only has one volume. It's tough. Yeah. He does attempt a higher volume later in the series. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's only because the person he's talking to is also whispering. And it would just uh, it just makes for a not great conversation to listen to. So yeah, so we've got her and The Rock teaming up to find all the gang. The guy from the first one is back. Remember? Vince. He had his arm caught in the truck. Oh, Vince. Vince returns. Vince is back for a little bit. I was actually surprised to see him. And it's good because they obviously have the continuity. He's got the scars all over his arm as well. And he's a little bit... He's always had this thing where um, himself and Brian just don't really trust each other. And that's all simmering under the surface as well. So yeah, no, listen, it was good to see him come back because then it does start to give this element of cohesion and then all the time in the back of your head is like what about when when are we when was tokyo drift again and you keep constantly wondering uh when that's actually going to pop up but they handle that amazingly the screenwriters handle that by every so often just giving han a line like i think i'd I think i'd love to go to tokyo someday and you're like <laughs> all right okay this is before tokyo gotcha thanks guys yeah so they bring back tyrese and uh ludicrous from fast too fast too furious they bring back han again uh they bring back giselle gal gadot uh from the fourth one and there's more i think maybe from other ones i can't remember but like they it's it's like a this is the their avengers movie this is the first time they're all coming together nearly all of them there's still (gasps) there's still one 
Still no Michelle Rodriguez. Still no Letty. She's still dead. She's super dead and definitely not coming back. Don't you <laughs> definitely don't not. You even, she's definitely don't dead. Don't you even question it. She's gone <laughs> forever. Everyone who dies in this dies forever and that's it. Um, yeah. And then they put together the plan to steal the bad Brazilian uh, drug dealer guy's safe full of money. Uh, and then the rest of the film is basically Ocean's Eleven with explosions. This is exactly yeah. I'll happily take that. That's what I was going to say because this obviously came out after uh, the Ocean's uh, Eleven film, but I mean the remake of Ocean's Eleven. Uh, but they've definitely gone for that uh, that vibe of like we've got to assemble a crew, and every single member of the crew has got a specialist skill as well. Uh, but they essentially just ripped off the David Holmes soundtrack from Ocean's Eleven as well to give it this kind of funky yep. hey everything's fun and happy and meanwhile you have the rock going around literally just murdering everybody uh in his attempt uh to track them down and then obviously you know the general heist thing is like well how are they going to hit all these uh safe houses all over the city easy get everything into the one big vault and then the practice vault and again i think those are plot elements that were pretty much lifted from ocean's yep. 11 as well <laughs> weren't they like the the fake vault is exactly how they stole it from oceans 11 that is uh plot ploppy for ploppy exactly <laughs> exactly oceans 11 so that's not only did they steal the money from the vault they also stole the plot from oceans 11 <laughs> so two heists going on in this movie um yeah like I even sprinkled throughout that you have that huge rocket launcher shootout in the middle of uh in the middle of the favelas after they've been arrested by the rock um and you have that huge massive punch up where the two of them are like two little godzillas just wrecking the gaff uh just before that rocket launcher shoot up actually uh, so like i love that sprinkled all the way through it is like action sequences that in a previous fast and furious that would have done for the final big explosive action set piece and here it's just like we've got a few minutes to kill before we get to the the proper ending so blow it up there and we'll we'll uh We'll just we'll get to the good stuff later on. I I just I just love this film so much. <laughs> just made a big mistake. Took me a while to find that tracking chip, but not as long as to flip the receiver. You're going down, Toretto. I'm right here. I had actually started calling anytime the Rock and. Um, Vin Diesel attempt to go head to head. Now it's basically to me it looked like thumb wars essentially because like <laughs> basically the two of them just absolutely beating the living shite out of each other. Um, but again, it's very if like it does exactly what it says in the tin. If that's what you're into, then this is when it really starts to deliver because you're right. You're it, it's peppered with these kind of incredible action scenes throughout, and even the one where they do obviously Justin Lin is very aware of like well we have to remember the roots of what this saga actually is and they go to the point of <laughs> they go to the obligatory music video style setup where there's about to be a massive illegal street race and they don't even go through with the race and it's like no we inevitably won and we came home with them um, what do they call like Papa Smurf's like blue Porsche I think it was Gary you lovely. can probably a Porsche GT3 RS it was lovely <laughs> is that actually what it was? It. <laughs> Amazing. So, like, if I just name any scene, you can just name whatever whatever the car Probably. is. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? No, I was going to say because the one that they uh, at the very opening, whenever they do fly off the four four million feet cliff or whatever yeah. it was uh and they beat the other guys down. That one was an amazing car where where uh, Brian that, that jumps the off the one, train. 
Yeah, it's still uh, silvery gray. I think yeah. it's a Corvette Stingray with a terrible body kit on it. <laughs> Amazing. That's, it like. That's the official name with the terrible <laughs> body kit on it. But I do like the way they kind of, they hark back to those moments, but they don't actually dwell on them. But then there's an amazing... Um, police car race when the four of them jump into their police cars and they kind of so you still have that element of of the the race action uh in there as well one of my favorite things about uh these films in and around this point of the entire saga is the relationship between um han and giselle Mm. um because i just i don't know like it's probably i know it's completely underwritten there's not much time spent on it but I don't know, there's just a nice element of like, if there's, it probably helps that the two of them are two of possibly the most beautiful people in the world as well. And you're just like, oh my God, I just watch a spinoff show about the two of you just <laughs> flirting with each other and eating, eating like crisps the whole time. <laughs> like That would be uh, amazing. But Guy, was there anything else that stood out in terms of, uh, you know, positives to take from this one? Because as I said, obviously, oh, I Rory was a fan of this one um, yeah. and I'm a fan of this one. I thought the fight scenes were great in it. Uh, all the action scenes scenes were were great. Um, there was that bit where the Brazilian agent found the, the necklace on the ground. And I was thinking, oh, is this going to be the whole plot of the movie now? Finn trying to get his necklace back. <laughs> <laughs> Vinderella. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, um, and then Brian and Vince became besties, which was great as well. I was glad to see that, uh, that feud stop because it was a bit irritating but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they took care of that one and they also took care of it by killing uh killing vince as well so yeah that's yeah that done. Yep. there'll be no well he might come back again you never know you never know <laughs> who yeah, says he really he's really dead <laughs> <laughs> he's in tokyo or something on holidays <laughs> um there was a lot of muscle grabbing arm grabbing scenes which i thought were lifted straight out of what's that movie with arnold schwarzenegger when he pump big iron yeah, uh, pushing too many pencils or whatever. Oh, uh, Predator. Yeah, the Predator. Was, the Predator. Yeah. It, it was a lot of those kind of clips with Vin Diesel and The Rock shaking hands. And every time there was a handshake, it was like one of those ones where I'm going to last longer than you because my muscles are massive. So those kind of <laughs> handshakes. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of competitive kind of staring and... And moist, bald head glistening and handshakes and arm grabs and everything in this one. There's a lot of... Well, it is Rio as well. It's obviously incredibly yeah. hot. And I presume that heist work and just illegal work in general is pretty uh, sweaty sweaty activity as well. I do but, I, I do want to ask your, your opinion on one particular scene that in hindsight, yeah. I was like, huh. Um, when Han and um, Giselle are trying to get the fingerprint of the bad guy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. she decides the best course of action is for him to grab her bum. Yes. And then they'll scan her bum for fingerprints. Is yeah. that how fingerprints work? To be honest, on one, fabric, I've never... It was on the fabric they scanned it, wasn't it? I don't think yeah. the fingerprints oh, yeah. stick to fabric, did it? Yeah, it was the fabric because... well. First of all, obviously, they're figuring out uh, how they're going to go over and get Reyes's handprint, as you said, in order to access this high-tech vault. Mm. Um, Han is out of ideas. And then this is where it kind of reverts back to uh, early days of Fast and Furious, uh, kind of their approach to how they film. As you said, like a lot of the Brazilian critics were just like, no, this is not good. It's not like every woman in Brazil essentially walks around in a bikini. That's not the way it does. And then obviously Gal Gadot in the scene, 
says, do you know what? I'm going to get past these six or seven bodyguards in a way that I know how to do it. And to be fair, in terms of thinking and getting around the problem of getting past the bodyguards uh, and it being her idea, the fact that she predicted that the greasy old man was going to be greasy and handsy is like, yeah, okay, fair play. Uh, You've obviously got the better from there. And then, lo and behold, uh, it worked. But yeah, I have no idea. After this, I will go and check with my own bikini and see if I can put handprints on it and see uh, if I can open a high-tech secret vault as well. But um, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, <laughs> yeah. sci- the scientific work you're willing to put into it. Yeah, the experiment. Um, but in terms of the climax of the film then, because obviously the whole thing is based around uh, this massive uh, heist, basically, with the, with the vault being ripped out of the police station. And... Uh, Gary, I've never driven with a trailer on the back of a car, but I imagine <laughs> that this is essentially what it's like. It's like a pretty heavy, fully loaded trailer with no wheels on it. Um, <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how trailers work. Removing any kind of understanding of physics from it, but I, I presume that's not uh, not in any way <laughs> realistically. Like again, they're dragging yeah. it through buildings, and people yeah. are, I presume, are getting flattened underneath this thing as well. Yeah, I would have assumed that. How heavy would a safe be, especially full of money? It's, it's bound to be four, Couple five, of tons. six ton. Yeah. And, and the car is dragging it two ton max each. Surely right. you would need equal or more, would you, to pull that same? This is... They're <laughs> asking the wrong maths person here. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, those the strong men where, who can, like, pull trains, you know? Yeah, but they have wheels. They have tracks. Oh, they, yeah. I forgot about the wheel bit. <laughs> if they took the wheels off, it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you've got me there. Um, <laughs> With the basic wheels, logic. The, I appreciate the that. The wheels <laughs> have literally come off this plot point in, in the Fast and Furious films. Um, but Plus the collateral damage. Like, the, like how many just people just walking on the street were killed? Exactly. <laughs> so many. Like, considering the opening whenever no prisoners were killed in the bus yeah. flip, and then at the end there's another news report it's like 847 people were killed today in a daring, <laughs> a daring vault uh, robbery um, were there any other bits of tid from this one where, I mean like was this the real Justin Lin directing this time around or did they also hire a fake director to get away with things in this film well it wasn't filmed in Brazil what uh, just so you know it was filmed in Puerto Rico because they got a, a massive uh, tax deduction, and I guess they figured it was close enough. <laughs> so right. if you film in Puerto Rico and then uh, have a shoot a few shots of Christ the Re- Christ the Redeemer over and over again, it's Brazil. And, the, and there were a lot of those. Yeah, just in case you ever every every now and again you forget, you're like, where? Oh yeah, Christ the Redeemer, got it, Brazil, got it, real. <laughs> um, so it was never actually. I'm sure some of it was, but most of it was filmed in uh, Puerto Rico. Um, Made lots of money, six hundred twenty-six million at the box office. So that that was the most so far for a Fast and Furious movie. And I hope to use some of that budget for a new subtitle list for the next one. Yeah, just, <laughs> the yeah, subtitles just, uh, are terrible. What's what's with it coming in from the side and shooting up and oh, that, that's because <laughs> it's that cool, about? Gary. That's hard. You can't have uh, just you can't have regular... easy to read. <laughs> Even the subtitles are Fast and Furious. Like it just <laughs> everything about it. So uh, yeah. yeah, the last the last little, little bit I know of for sure is in the post credit sequence, which I I'll provide the bit of tid in a moment. But Gary, I'm very excited for yeah. <laughs> your reaction to uh, to this little revelation going into Fast and okay. Furious Six. And did you like? Did you hang around for the post credits scene at the end? 
Did um, you know there was one? Was there? There was one on the on six, but there's there one was on, definitely there was one, one on, on five, five as well. There was one on Is five there? as well. So yeah, so whenever. after after all the action, after we've all calmed down. Oh wait, is this um, the, the reveal of the the safe and stuff? Is this what you're talking about? No, no, no. So <laughs> okay, uh, the, the, <laughs> so the I rock is fast and furious five and a half. <laughs> yeah. so the, the rock is sitting in, I guess, FBI headquarters or CIA headquarters or wherever he works, and he's he has all, he's all sweaty from a workout. He's like, I'm so goddamn never find Vin Diesel, Ugh! and Eva Mendez from Too <gasps> Fast Too Furious arrives, what? and she's like hello, you're going to want to see this. And he says, is this Vin Diesel? She's like, no, it's not Vin Diesel. He's like, I don't want to see it. Keep it away from me. He's like, you're going to want to see it. And he opens it up, and it's a photo of Letty. And he's, she's like, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> it's a great line, to be fair. But Michelle Rodriguez went to the screening <laughs> of Fast Five and had no idea that scene was in the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, she had legit. She was like, "Am I back? Oh, cool!" <laughs> so she didn't even go to like. Uh, she was like literally watching it as a fan, like in in public. She's like, I'm going to watch the film. I think she she might. I'm sure she went to some special screening, but she For wasn't told people. beforehand uh, before she got to see it at a premiere or whatever that uh, they were actually setting up her return to the franchise, which I just love. That's an amazing way to get somebody to sign up for a movie. And probably not entirely legal, but uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> we've put you in that one, so you're going to have to come back now. No, I thought that was a brilliant reveal because, uh, obviously, as you said, you've got uh, The Rock sitting be- behind uh, a desk doing paperwork, which is just a weird thing to see for starters. And then when Eva Mendes came out, I was like, "What? wait a second. I had no idea she came back because she kind of just disappeared at the end of Too Fast, Too Furious as well after she didn't get flattened by the car that they landed on top of the boat, which was good. Um, But yeah, so they're obviously working together. And then that reveal of, as Gary, you suspected all along, Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez, (laughs) is still alive. And uh, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, Vin Diesel's uh, crime scene investigation techniques maybe aren't what they used to be because she's still here. So... Letty found out while watching the pre- the premiere that she was in Fast and Furious 6. Jeez. Yeah, I guess. I'm yeah. just thinking, like, I switched it off and the credits came up. So if she had done that, she would have never known she was in Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> <laughs> why, why has Vin Diesel turned up outside my house with a camera crew and a fancy I've got a car. script for you. For what? <laughs> Claiming the dole and working at the same time. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So I thought, look, it was a cracking ending to it. Now, listen, cracking ending to uh, Fast Five as well. Are you are you both ready? Because I know... It was the happiest that... ending of every ending I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> the happiest <laughs> ending ever. It was pretty pretty wonderful, all right. But uh, obviously, now you two kind of are representing Vin Diesel and The Rock here in terms of two guys going head to head in their quiz. I've actually lost the name of the quiz. Oh no! Are you devastated? Who? I was sure it was around here somewhere. Oh, I find it. Don't worry, everybody, oh, calm down. All right, here it is. God. Everyone, put aside ten minutes while I read out the, name of the quiz. Here, here we <laughs> no. go. In the quiz, we're calling. You have to be fast with your answer, or you'll be furious because the other person got in there before you. And now look, they've won the quiz. Quiz. So in the series so far, we're two each. Um, so it's all to play for. So pens Jeez. at the ready and buzzers at the ready. Buzzer, Gary, what are you going for this week? 
<laughs> okay, nice and COVID theme there. Okay, fair enough. Don't forget to cover your mouth when you're coughing. And Rory, pop shield. Oh, oh, perfect. Uh, beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. Okay, we got the it's road runner. Car. We've got somebody with COVID and the road runner. Okay, fair. Yeah. Oh, you're a car because you're a car. I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. At least you're not using each other's names this week. That makes it less confusing for me. Okay, question one. What is the color of Dom's prison jumpsuit at the start of Fast Five? Yeah. <laughs> Either Gary's having a cough or he wants to answer the question. Oh, I won. Okay, um, orange. Orange is the correct answer. One yeah. nil to Gary. Question number two. In the race in Rio in the stolen police cars, which of the four drivers turned their police siren on? Was it Dom? Oh, Rory's straight in there. Roman. It was Roman. Unbelievable. I didn't even need to read out the names. Dom, Roman, Han, or Brian. He did it by accident. (laughs) He did it by accident. In real life, they left it in. Oh, another random bit of tid. Thanks <laughs> <You're going> for that. <laughs> Bonus bit of tid. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, question number three. We all know they love Corona, mm-hmm. but what brand of beer are they drinking in Rio? It's not Corona. It's a Brazilian beer. <clears throat> Gary? I don't know, but the only Brazilian beer I know is Brahma. Oh, is it that? No? He's, he's, that's sickening, isn't it? Is because it? he's guessing and he got it 100% correct. Ah, Sick. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. Damn. Uh, Getting by on luck there. It was Brahma beer, which is a very popular Brazilian lager. I always thought of Corona. They, yeah, which they obviously sell in Puerto Rico as well. Clearly. <laughs> um, question number four. The Rock plays Agent Hobbs, but what is Hobbs's first name? <coughs> Gary? Eddie. <laughs> Eddie <laughs> Hobbs, can you believe? Eddie Hobbs, financial. Well, I was going to go for expert, but not really. <laughs> that's the incorrect answer so rory i can throw to you i don't know oh beep 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 lucas <gasps> do you know what i'm going to give you that because it's closer than eddie anyway the correct answer is Luke edward hobbs <laughs> Ed- well, edward hobbs. short for lucas in this yeah 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 it can be it can be Thank it can you. be Thanks. just like nico was short for dom toretto <laughs> precisely <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and the final question, this is it, it's two each. Again, so many head-to-heads Jeez. in these, just like the Fast and Furious races. <laughs> yeah, just like um, <laughs> when life imitates, I was going to say art, but you're, you know. Um, the fifth and final question, Hobbs works for the DSS, but what does DSS stand for? <sighs> I might actually just give you some of the... <laughs> some of the, <laughs> yeah, the, the first one is D for Diplomatic. I wouldn't have even... And the second one is S for security. So you got diplomatic Dip- security. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> Gary's just clearing his throat. I forgot. You've been trying to answer the question for about 15 minutes. Sorry, go ahead. I was waiting for the sec part of security, so I would have a fair idea. Services? Service? That's the one. It's the diplomatic security service. That's not oh, real, is it? Rush. That's not a real, <laughs> it's not a real <laughs> one. I thought it was a know, furniture it- shop. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, listen, if you ever needed somebody to lift your sofas, The Rock is the guy to do it. So that's a wrap on Fast Five. Uh thanks again, Gary, for for well, listen, you didn't endure that one. You enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. So it's already did, a massive step up. You're welcome, um, Gary. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on your on your well deserved coughing fit victory as well.
where that car came from. We're back now with Fast and Furious 6 from 2013. And Rory, it's safe to say they're on the upward trajectory here in terms of the Fast and Furious films. The, the last one made an absolute packet. Mm. So uh, basically Hollywood are like, yep, let's keep these films coming. Yeah, like on top of making uh, over 600 million at the box office, it also scored a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is... 77 uh, times more than the rest. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's somewhere between two or three times the others which is quite the jump from from what they were so obviously universe were like what if we give you a little bit more money for the next one so you do even more expensive explosive stunts and just we'll all just look over the fact that you used to be dvd stealer people and, <laughs> and drag racers and now you're in uh plane crashes and stuff and being chased by tanks and we're like yeah that sounds great so depending on who you ask fast and furious six costs Somewhere between 160 and 260 million dollars to make, which is a lot of money. Uh, but it's still made uh, nearly 800 million at the box office, which is also a lot of money. Uh, and even though this one, in my opinion, the uh, the the ridiculousness of it starts to <laughs> starts to get to a place where you're like, hmm. <laughs> we'll get to it later on, but it still was reviewed really, really well. I got like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. So yeah, like they went into this one knowing Fast Five was a winner, knowing that the the family and putting it more towards action stuff and putting the money behind it and making more of a kind of grounded, physical, practical stuff was going to pay off, give it more of a Mission Impossible, James Bond vibe. Uh so that's that's pretty much where they went and they'd set up michelle rodriguez to come back so all the pieces were in place for this to be brilliant well rory i'm glad you brought up michelle rodriguez because guys i actually have an amazing surprise for you both um oh. yeah control yourselves uh i hope you're sitting down well i can see you both on on my laptop so i, I know you are both sitting down at the moment but we are actually joined right now <gasps> by none other than vin diesel and the Michelle Rodriguez, who I fortunately had a chance to talk to way back in 2013, which seems like a million years ago. Um, I look so much healthier in these. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. Um, where I actually got the chance to ask them about uh, the making of the film. As you said, Rory, uh, they were handed a big wad of cash and they were told basically go nuts with it and to really um capitalizing all those things that made it a winning formula for the fifth film as well so i just basically wanted to know did you have better fun making the film or is it better fun watching the film better fun making it than watching yeah no it's a different high yeah it's a different high that would that would be a maybe for somebody else it might be but that's not real yeah That's when your nerves are actually put to rest oh, is when you actually on. get to see the final product. 18-hour day. I mean, how is 18-hour day going to be? I suppose I, In the rain, I, freezing your ass up, yeah. or holy shit, I'm still alive after that stuff. <laughs> I mean, there are moments. It has its moments. But nothing's like the ride of the movie. Yes. You work two years just to get to that two-hour place. There, so a much younger me and a much younger Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez as well. But as Vin says, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Mm. Nothing is quite like the ride of the movie. Uh, Gary, did you enjoy the ride of this movie? I did, actually. I enjoyed it as much as the fifth one. Uh, you can tell there's 
money behind it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. <laughs> you definitely uh, spent loads and loads of cash. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was a really good action movie. You know, it ticked all the boxes if that's what you're into. Uh, and I'm not. But uh, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Roy, we're we're right in the middle of your... Well, first of all, Gary, that's amazing because we we've, it feels like we've literally turned a corner. Um, yep, yeah, thanks. Didn't mean it. <laughs> and <laughs> where you've now started to enjoy the film. So we got number five, job done. Uh, number six, I presume you were looking forward to watching this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's kind of a chore now, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, it um yeah, but this one opens up with uh, it's Brian is uh, they're racing down Brian and Dom are racing down a kind of a mountainside, uh, and Brian's girlfriend is in labor. That's mm. what happens in this, isn't it? Yeah, that's the uh, opening of this one. Yep. And then, yeah, then it shows the baby shortly on. Uh, and the child looks about six months old. Uh, and then I was thinking, is this getting flipped around? Is that baby the actor from Tokyo Drift? Who looks about oh, 40. <laughs> Sean Boswell. I, like, that I was can his see name. this getting really confusing now. But it turned out it wasn't. So that, um, that could have been a good little flipper, Rooney. Yeah, well, as we as we said, um, they do have the obligatory mention of Han talking about Tokyo again, just to, yep. to firmly establish <laughs> where we are in the timeline of the Fast and Furious saga. So as much as you wanted that tiny little baby to grow up to be <laughs> Sean Boswell, um, it turns out, uh, no, he's he's just a, a baby. <laughs> and Tokyo Drift uh, has, has not quite yet happened. But no, but this was a, a different kind of opening because you've got this amazing, stunning, gorgeous uh, race well, what appears to be a race, but obviously they're just, uh, Brian's about to be a daddy-to-be and Dom's going to be an uncle and obviously Mia's in labor. So this was a different kind of opening for the first time, maybe, for yeah. you, Gary, in, in the Fast and Furious saga. Yeah, no, there was, there's no other vehicles left to chase her. Uh, so nice, well, I actually, I did babies. say, I did say to the girlfriend, I said, they're going to be chasing a plane because I was running out of what they could possibly chase at the start. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah the, the climax, <laughs> the climax of Fast and Furious Six. But it's not just any plane; it's literally probably the biggest plane in the world. As Roman described, it's like that's not a plane; that's a planet, which was a line I I particularly uh, enjoyed. Wow, why you just had to open your mouth? Now we got a big ass plane to deal with. That ain't a plane; that's a planet. Um, but yeah, it shows like that even whenever somebody is going into into labor and they're on the way to the hospital, like these two lads, they just love racing. They just yeah. can't help themselves the whole way along. It's like not even let's do this safely along this really <laughs> precarious road. It's like, no, let's let's race uh, while we're doing this. So obviously now, Rory, we've got um, in terms of the story wise, we've got this kind of mutual respect between uh, Agent Hobbs. And Dom and his crew, mm. um, because uh, obviously at the end of the last one in Rio, whenever they s- managed to steal the safe, and presumably that wasn't the drug money, that was all the takings that they got from their previous box office smash. <laughs> but <laughs> they basically, uh, The Rock realizes like there's only one guy and one team he can go to at the start here. Yeah, yeah. So we 
he he come like I do remember like the, that's constantly the the question and the joke we keep making as well is that like why would you keep involving this group of petty criminals in potentially world altering <laughs> events? Um, and then watching this one again, I was like, well, it actually makes a small amount of sense because we find out there is essentially an evil version of Dom's family, and they're all precision drivers, and they're all doing uh bad bad robberies and they but they want to use it so they can get their hands on this MacGuffin thing that can turn off electricity or some shit i can't remember <laughs> that, that's it it yeah. was it was it wasn't explained super well but uh it and then you find out that one of the members of the evil family is michelle rodriguez who is super not dead and it turns out she has amnesia because <gasps> this has gone full like Dallas. Melrose Place, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it has gone full American soap opera. She wasn't dead, but she doesn't remember where she came. It's like she was shot in the head. We've seen it. <laughs> We've seen her be shot in the head, and also there was a car crash, and all of a sudden she's fine. Um, she still loves cars as well, which is confusing. Yeah, she she does remember. Like she remembers. She yeah, she remembers. She loves cars. She remembers how to drive, but she would be an remember. amazing driver. I guess she remembers her name. Or someone knew her name because people say Letty and she responds to it. Um, so yeah, so there, it's it's interesting what she does and doesn't remember following the fatal head wound that she received two <laughs> two movies ago. Fair play, dear. It's quite a recovery. Yeah, you don't see it too often, but here we are. Uh, so and that the rival family, you know, the mm. the, the gang. I think that idea was stolen straight out of Father Ted, wasn't it? With Father Dick Byrne and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got from it, anyway. <laughs> that was your. I, I actually had written down the Shaun of the Dead one. You know, whenever there's yeah. that moment, they're escaping from the house and on their way to the pub, and they just literally bump into all of their doppelgangers. But as I was writing it down, again, fair play. Like the the writers do address it because Roman's like, these guys are like our evil twin, and then it's actually a funny scene where he's highlighting. Where each of the where each of the people actually are is this one again. I had a lot of fun watching that film because it felt like Luke Evans coming in as Owen Shaw as mm. the leader of these bad guys. He was a proper villain. Like the other guys are like, yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> the first guys are like just innocent little DVD makers. <laughs> sure. I don't know what, what they're doing, or maybe they own like a, a local uh, store where they're selling DVD players and TVs. But then it ramps up to drug cartels and corrupt cops and politicians. But this guy, as you said, Rory, he wants to turn to everybody's electricity off or power off or something or block the signals. But it feels like he's completely maniacal in how he's going about doing it. It's like, okay, we've got a wee bit of jeopardy here, even though they are bringing people back from the dead. Yeah, like it's it's interesting that you, there's certain things when you're watching it. And again, I, I know there's a certain part of my brain you're supposed to turn off when you're watching these films and like it is the part of your brain that is asking literally any questions whatsoever so it's like when he found michelle rodriguez i wouldn't have thought the best course of action was to have an amnesiac on your team <laughs> while you're while you're planning <laughs> world-altering robberies uh like i would not the leader of an i evil guess team, not Rory. i just i just didn't have the foresight that luke evans does um and i still watching it again i was like what exactly is his plan like I knew he was stealing bits of things so he could make a bigger another evil thing. thing yeah. that would be used for another thing. And that DVD was... player. <laughs> yeah, it's a Blu-ray player. The ultimate evil <laughs> DVD player. <laughs> so yeah, so like the plot stuff was questionable, but like any time uh, everyone showed up and there was just a big action set piece, it was 
It was great. Now, again, push the limits of feasibility sometimes like to stretching we're not at breaking point yet but there is like obviously just the the, the joke about the endless runway uh later on but we've got so many <laughs> we got so many uh like just genuinely really great action set pieces between here and there yeah and it's kind of any excuse for a fight because um there are a couple of additional scenes in this that are actually completely pointless there were a few in a row that if you cut them from the film they would make absolutely no difference like uh, for example there's a scene where dom and uh brian go to the pawn shop to find out where the bullet came from mm. and they literally walk in they suspect oh it came from this pawn shop let's go and ask the guy it's like did you sell this bullet and he's like and they i'm sorry they suspect uh or not that they suspect they know letty shot it because she, she shot him like dom <laughs> picks <laughs> picks the bullet out of himself after she shoots him and they go to the pawn shop and it's like who who owns this bullet? And they're like, oh, it's it's a girl who's pretty pretty tough and it looks like she can drive a car. And they're like, mm, as suspected. See you later. And they just, go, <laughs> it's like, what was the point of that entire scene? And then the next thing, it goes to uh, Brian comes up with this fucking absolute cock-a-hoop plan that he needs to. I need to go all the way across the ro- the world to LA yeah. to go undercover just to confirm. Uh, another wee bit about Letty essentially and go and see Braga um, so it just like he didn't actually achieve anything other than confirming information that they pretty much suspected uh, already but again it gave us a great action scene in the pawn shop it gave us a great action scene in the prison as well so I'm not I'm not actually complaining it's all good <laughs> yeah I do love that after all like breaking into the prison illegally breaking out of it uh, and then flying back because he's like wanted in America for his crimes still. But when he comes back and he's like, I've got the information I broke into the prison for. And Vin Diesel's like, listen, wherever you found out in a prison, that's just for you. It's like, right. Why did he go? If what, it was just for him. <laughs> why did I do it? What was the point? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've got back and forth between the two, the two evil teams. We've got, Letty in the middle who's like do I remember him I don't remember if I remember mm. him or not um but then she does eventually kind of realize that even if she doesn't remember maybe Luke Evans's character is he's not on the up and up he's not a he's not a nice guy he wants to turn your power off um <laughs> so she decides to come back to the good side <laughs> right around the same time that it turns out the Rock's assistant, Gina Carano, was also working on the wrong side because she's like, I've actually been with Luke Evans this whole time. So it was a switcheroo. Which, which kind of like, again, uh, this time it's art imitating life because it turns out Gina Carano uh, has been completely cancelled because it turns out she's a massive bigot, essentially. Yep. Uh, so what turns out like she was going to be on this course for like a massive Hollywood action career. And then Switcheroo is like, oh, no, you're actually one of the bad guys. So that's not happening <laughs> for you anymore. Um, but I did think that was a good twist because I completely forgot uh, about that moment where uh, she switches side. Did that catch you off guard, Gary? Did you see that coming? Or you were like, holy. Yeah, holy. I just thought it was like a student exchange program. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Erasmus so you're bad for the summer now. <laughs> 
we also get uh, a cameo from Rita Ora, who pops up in the middle of London. Because you can't go to oh, London yeah. without bumping into Rita Ora. No, she needs to start, start You can't go race. to London without seeing. I made a list of things as soon as they showed London. I mm. made a list of things that I expected to see. And they all popped up. There was a London bus, Tower yep. Bridge, yep. London Eye, London Taxi, yes. the Tube, the Police, Piccadilly yep. Circus, Phone Box, a Range Rover, <laughs> a Ford Escort, <laughs> Jensen Interceptor, a Jaguar E-Type, and a Lotus. So that was the list I made, and they all popped up. That's a very specific list. Oh, I know I said <laughs> yeah, it is a very specific list, but it's, it's kind of a checklist for every movie with London in it, isn't it, really? They all, they all. Well, I mean, the first ones are definitely ones that sure. I would thought cars... things like a bus and a post box <laughs> yeah. and the bridge. Yeah, you kind of lost me whenever you said. You need a Jaguar and a Range Rover at least. <laughs> De- definitely. Yeah. The one thing I do love um, is again, as we've said previously, where they give Dom this, you know, incredible magnetism that you know the ladies around him basically yeah. can't help themselves but feel some way attracted to him and and then he goes on this extended flirtation racing with Letty through the streets of London where they're again they're doing that slow motion kind of oh not even slow motion just like we're making eye contact and is it coming back to me what are these feelings I'm feeling for that guy who's clearly in a bald cap over there do you know <laughs> what I mean he's obviously not in a bald cap but he somehow he's a he's a man who's really bald but still happens to look like he's wearing a bald cap but he um they're driving along I'm always wondering about this whenever they end up in these new cities they automatically know where the racetrack is mm. where they're going um again and I know logic is supposed to all, all the cars and all the parts but it's like they're literally speeding through the streets of london and they just pick like a random wee line on the ground that's like well i guess that's the finish line it looks like i won <laughs> um which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever but again as soon as you start looking for logic you're uh you're completely screwed so i think that scene that racing should go down as like one of movies great flirtation scenes you know even more so than like the pottery scene in ghost or something like that I do like for 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 all the um, over the topness that comes later. Uh, it was if anyone's ever been to London, um, I've been to Piccadilly, Piccadilly Square, Piccadilly Circus. Uh, the fact that they think putting up a few cones will essentially lock off all of Piccadilly Circus for your little flirtatious drive. It was maybe <laughs> the the biggest leap for me i was like that's one of the biggest busiest intersections and they're like it's cool it's this underground race we've got these roads locked off so it's fine it'll just be us it's like no 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 not not on this not on this road um and yeah then it, it does end up she's like i don't know i think even if i don't remember vin diesel he's just so damn attractive maybe i'll just <laughs> i'll just go with my feelings in this one she doesn't shoot him this time but then she drives off to have another think about it but then Luke Evans arrives mm. and he's like, hey, you you better watch yourself because I've got a I've got a sniper up there. And then Vin Diesel's like, oh, yeah, well, I had no idea. But it turns out I also have a sniper up there. And The Rock is also a sniper up there, even though they I, never discussed it. And when he comes back down, he was like, uh, you're lucky I was following you. It's like, how did, what? How, did, how did Vin Diesel know? To make a line that implied he had a sniper on him. Yeah, no, again, that was amazingly uh, illogical. But again, loved absolutely uh, every moment of it. Now, in terms of one of the the kind of, even just this is pre the climax of the plane scene, um, 
the whole tank sequence was just phenomenal <laughs> from like the way it looked, but also the fact that my God, again, Owen Shaw is a mass murderer here. He was flattening mm. cars and and presumably people in those cars because they only showed us like one or two people actually escaping the cars and and running away. But um, Gary, in terms of uh, your love for the vehicles in this one, what did you think of yeah. this particular action sequence? Because they're all driving again what I would classify as pretty cool cars. Yeah. But again, that's 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 where yes. my knowledge of it stops. And the cars didn't have those stupid big spoilers on them, which I loved as well. The cars looked nice. Uh, but I did, uh, for that sequence where they're in the tank and stuff and uh, it's crushing all the cars, I did notice that there was uh, like an 80s Corolla, which is a fairly bog standard car. But you don't see too many of them on the road. So nope. I spotted it and went, oh, there's an 80s Corolla. That same car appears three times in that one scene. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's doing U-turns down the road, flying past the tank, then doing another U-turn driving past it. Just because the cameras were rolling or something, I don't know. But yeah, three times the same car. Because it's like an odd color. It's like a bronzy color. Uh, so it's definitely the same car. So I don't know. They could have used a bit more budget for that and got three <laughs> three different Corollas or something. They're not that expensive. Like. <laughs> or at least change the color of the same one. <laughs> Buff it like in the first movie when it changed the color of it. Anyway. Um, and and yeah, the rock. But- I also noticed the rock. Seems more like what I expected the rock to be like in a movie. Yes, yes. Mm. Did you find that? Yeah, definitely. It his, definitely his feels facial like hair the... had come down because in the first one it was it was like a devil beard, <laughs> yeah. and then in, in this one it's it's closer to like what we see the rock actually have. Yeah. So I think his his beard girth is directly correlated to uh, his level of evil. Yeah, that tends to be the way. Yeah, always. Uh, <laughs> it's movie science, but no. Even from the start, you're right. He definitely. Oh, this is the rock that we that yeah. we know and love. He's definitely on the on the good guy side here. Obviously, all doing illegal things as well. Um, because right from the start, whenever he he turns up and he finds, uh, they can never let anybody get one up on Vin Diesel, like ever. Uh, whether it's a physical fight or whether it's a conversation, um, because he always has a comeback for them. And, you know, it's like Vin Diesel Dom's like tweaking the car and he just knows there's somebody behind him and he turns around and there's Agent Hobbs and he says, uh, you weren't that hard to find Toretto. And you're like, here it comes. Here's Dom's line. He's like, I wasn't hiding. It's like, yes, you were. Of course, you're on the run. Of course, you were hiding, you absolute Bert. Otherwise, oh, and I get the whole extradition <laughs> thing. It was like, but of course you were hiding, you stupid dope but anyway um but then yeah the rock uh and we definitely know his allegiances towards the very end uh whenever even he pulls he pulls a gun on the nato guy and you're like you can't do that um to take the side of dom and and the family as well so but yeah no spot on i uh definitely picked up on ah uh, yeah this is this is more like it which yeah. obviously the rock probably had some kind of input in like guys you're not making me out to be the bad guy <laughs> i still only feel like i've heard maybe 20% of the lines that Vin Diesel has said in the whole <laughs> six movies so far. I honestly struggle to understand what he says in a lot of things. Um, but then I'm just thinking maybe it, maybe it's just not important. <laughs> it's, it's probably not as important as uh, a lot of the other, you know, the other people are yeah. filming this in on the plot and stuff. Uh, and Vin Diesel's got other stuff to do anyway. But um, But as you said, like you've got your subtitles on anyway. Yeah, but they're not on for Vin Diesel. No, I mean, like, they only came on for when they were speaking Portuguese. Um, oh, right, right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, yeah, th- those subtitles were annoying. But, uh, 
Yeah, I probably should put on the subtitles for Vin Diesel because I haven't a clue what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I hear. And I'm like, is my speaker broke? <laughs> is he starting yeah. his car engine? Is, that, <laughs> is it a loud rumble? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So we come on to this epic finale, uh, which I don't know how long it lasts. It's probably the majority of the film, essentially. <laughs> and as you said, Rory, it contains uh, the never-ending runway um mm. and a load of amazing looking vehicles mm-hmm. and loads of many kind of action scenes all happening within this one action scene whether it's hand-to-hand combat or like that bit where <laughs> Vin Diesel turns himself into a flying thumb yep. and like absolutely headbutts the proper thumb wars I, I don't yeah yeah, oh, yeah I don't know if I've ever seen like a bigger human that that guy <laughs> and they're fighting in the back of the plane and then you've also got the car scenes out the back with han and giselle as well having their own battles but the two of them they always as we said they always find time to have a little flirtatious loving moment in slow motion and everything as well but uh yeah guy what what did you think of this finale sequence because as you said you were hoping for like yeah submarines and horses at some point down the line so you got a, a big yeah as soon as the plane came on i was like ah there's the plane but um <laughs> i think i cracked open the can of guinness just as the plane started barreling down the runway uh i had to let it settle and stuff you know yeah. and then i got to drink it and finished it by the time the plane had even taken off <laughs> <laughs> and i calculated i was like this plane has been going down the runway for about 30 minutes and and the average speed of a plane taking off is about 184 miles per hour yeah so that would calculate for the runway to be about 92 miles long yeah someone someone Which, has um, actually uh like the in- this has been a thing on the internet since 2013 since the film came out <laughs> uh the the endless runway like the, i think someone worked out that because it was being slowed down for a lot of it or whatever that it's definitely at least 18 miles long but probably closer to 28 miles um the longest runway in the world is i think three um and that's just because it, it's long <laughs> enough to allow three planes to take off simultaneously makes um, sense so yeah i this scene is is the scene where i'm like we're getting to the point now where it's bordering on science fiction because i don't think maybe it was a giant treadmill maybe i mean <laughs> you know, i do i do love it I do love the the fighting and the the chasing, and also there's another fight inside because it's Michelle and uh, Gina Carano's fighting again, uh, and there's Luke and Paul Walker and the three the three big lads, and yeah. then there's all the cars outside, the good cars and the bad cars mm. are fighting over the wings, <laughs> and it's all it's all like done, you know where every you know where everyone is all the time. It's everything's laid out great, and I have my only <laughs> my only. My only um, issue is, so everyone who dies in, in the scene, so you see Gina Carano, she's like sucked out the thing. Wrong team, bitch. You see like everyone, like the the bad guy jeeps that are caught in the, the downdraft or whatever, flipped into the air. Giselle just yep. seems to gently fall off the back of her car. And at no point does anyone go, should we go back and check on Giselle? Everyone is just like, she's dead. She's dead. And like, Han is heartbroken. And there's no concern. He's like, love my life. Now I'm going to Tokyo. Now that the love my life is dead. I, yeah. of all the people who, 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 like, we've seen ladies shot in the head. We've seen people actually 
properly be killed and come back. She gently fell into the darkness and just kind of the landed somewhere. And everyone's like, super dead. There's no point checking on that. They probably left her because it was about 94 miles back up the road. And they're like, we don't have enough petrol to get back there and check for the body, essentially. But yeah, um, yeah, it was nice the way she just kind of like floated uh, off. Yeah. And again, uh, obviously performing this amazingly heroic, uh, like saving Han's life in, in the same motion as, yeah, just drifting away somewhere as well. But uh, yeah, the, the plane stunt here at the end was just absolutely uh insane from start to finish and then eventually you're like are they gonna go for the they're going for the slow oh okay they're going for the slow motion firewalk he's walking out of the fire in slow motion with the thing that they got they went there to get the one thing that hasn't been destroyed and uh the whole thing is basically just a love letter to to dom toretto at the end because again even the rock it probably uh the rock is probably dying inside just going i have to sit here (laughs) And just look at how amazing this guy is. That's supposed to be me over there coming out of the fire. But um, yeah, no, I just that that entire finale is like a mini action film in itself. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's ridiculous. But I do remember seeing it in the cinema, like in the moment, having no questions. Just have, no, no. <laughs> that don't make sense to me. This is perfect. Love it. Are you dri- you're driving your car through the plane that's exploding as it's landing, and you can drive so fast that you've made it out ahead of it as the plane's exploding around you. Perfect physics, gravity. Um, that all that all checks out. Um, it's only <laughs> it's only with that little bit of hindsight and that different part of your brain that lights up where you're like, well, well, no, hang on, and <laughs> just <laughs> the creeping questions start to start to whittle in. Uh. Did you know that this is the first time in all six movies that Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez share a conversation? What? Oh. Whenever he's apologizing to her? Yeah. Yeah. Every other, like the, fir- the first movie, they weren't in any scenes together. Second movie, she wasn't in it. Third movie, neither of them were in it. Fourth movie, uh, all their conversations, I think, are over walkie, t- walkie-talkie. Right. And, she's, and then she's dead. Fifth movie, she's not in it. So this is the first time Brian and Letty actually have on-screen conversations, which came as a surprise, because I thought they were family, and apparently they don't talk that much. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing. I was going to say they they did a remarkable kind of impression of people who actually are really close mm. and consider themselves family as well. But that's... That's amazing to know. You actually mentioned there, you know, whenever you were sitting in the cinema and watching this film and you had absolutely zero questions um, as this insane stuff was happening up on screen. Um, I know we we heard from Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez earlier on, but as part of that interview series, um, it got to see the film in London when it was originally released. Mm. And actually, because, you know, we've been to fortunate enough, like uh, with some of the interviews we do and stuff, you get to go to different types of, of screening, whether it's a press screening or a premiere potentially. And this one uh, was kind of a mixture of both. But Tyrese Gibson, who plays Roman Pierce, uh, brought along uh, his friends and his entourage basically to the cinema to watch the film for the first time uh at the screen and i was sitting a few rows behind him and his entourage and he absolutely loved every line that he delivered in this film like he just like to, to be fair to him he has got a lot of funny lines in this film and again 
since he's joined uh, the saga back in Too Fast and Too, <laughs> too Fast and Too Furious. Why so? Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, like, he, he, you know, part of his job, part of his role is, is to bring that comedy element to it. But uh, he did have a number of crackers in this. But I love the fact that he just, you know, the way when, when you hear some actors talking, they're like, I don't actually like to watch back. Yeah. my work uh you know i don't like to see myself on the big screen i've never actually watched any of my filmography and then here you have tyrese gibson who's like oh my god i wish there was more of me in this because i'm absolutely <laughs> amazing and hilarious which ties in perfectly uh with his character as well but um yeah so no i i really enjoy uh his performance uh throughout this one as well but we come to the end and uh basically hob says to dom Give me your number. You know, what are you going to say? And he gives him the house number. And you're like, okay, it's all the family. They're back. They're having uh, this wonderful barbecue. And it's back in the family tradition. But there's this amazing shot whenever, uh, <laughs> have you seen it doing the rounds recently? Yeah. Uh, where Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock are talking to each other. But for some reason, they're standing <laughs> side by side, but facing in opposite directions, um, which is just, and I never noticed it the first time around seeing it. And then obviously it was doing the rounds online. Uh, and then I completely forgot about it until the scene popped up. And it's like, it just makes absolutely no sense. But again, what does? I, I'm going like, to start trying to have every conversation that way. Just <laughs> three feet yeah. to your left and looking in a different direction. On your left. Do you know when you take a dog for a walk and then uh, <laughs> you bump into someone else who has a dog and the two dogs are kind of squaring up to each other, but they're not looking directly at each other's into each other's eyes yeah they're kind of like side side by side that's what i got from that <laughs> that's what i felt that it was just two macho men they, they were too macho to look directly into each other's eyes it's too, <laughs> in case yeah, one of them the, broke yeah the, the tension slash chemistry between the two of them was just uh was just too much now gary we've been hinting at uh tokyo for yeah. a load of films now at this mm. point four five and now six yes and we finally reach this point which uh, i know myself and rory knew this moment was coming but for you watching this because okay now i can see han you know he's obviously motivated to go to tokyo now because uh giselle has lightly floated off into the air um but uh what did you think of this moment this reveal like these alternative camera angles of a race we had previously seen uh, a few films back like were you like what's yeah, I can just imagine seeing this for the first time and thinking, "What the hell's going on here?" That's that's it because I previously missed uh, missed the last extended part after the credits from the fifth one. I I didn't expect one from this, but I, I had left the credits rolling because it was time to go to bed, sure. and uh, and that scene popped up, and I thought, um, "Is it playing the the movie the Tokyo Drift one again, or what's going on here?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, "I've seen this before," and then it was when the yeah, Jason Statham popped up. I was like, ah, a new man, uh, a new macho man to add to the yeah, another bald macho man. Because <laughs> yeah. I was concerned there wasn't quite enough bald macho men in this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, did he need to? Did he flick a lighter or something that, and blow up the car? He he threw his threw his something. necklace. She was necklace yeah. that that cross okay yeah, Went into yeah. The car. so yeah. yeah like like this moment I love the uh, flammable necklace <laughs> that's the one, <laughs> exploding necklace that's what it was yeah. but uh yeah because whenever okay we're we're intercut and I was hoping we would get a wee shot of some of the other 
Tokyo Drift characters as well, but obviously they were like, no, we're not bringing any of those people back for this. Um, And then you get this alternative camera view. And then it makes me think, was this planned all along? Did they mean to do this? Have they reshot scenes here with Jason Statham driving along in his Mercedes? Or, you know, is this a way, because if it's a way of figuring out the problem of Tokyo Drift and the chronology of the films, it's like, it's a brilliant one. It's great because what you get is um, the introduction of another massive, as you said, bold macho man. Uh, bring it, and again, Jason Statham is so watchable in pretty much everything that he does as well. So, um, no, I I love this this end sequence, this surprise sequence uh, at the very end. So I thought it was like the perfect way to finish. Five stars ever, everywhere, <laughs> best film ever. Yeah, like, uh, like Jason Statham was. Um, he was down to the last three for the role that eventually went to Luke Evans. Tommy Lee Jones, they were the three. <laughs> now, the other one was, uh, disgustingly, and I don't know how he, like, the idea of it just doesn't work in my head at all. David Tennant. What? Yeah. For the for the, the role of Owen Shaw. For The Body in Six, yeah. So it was, Jason Statham was up for it, but then they were like, what about, what about this other one that's going to be better later on? He was like, oh yeah, I'll do that one. Okay, yeah, fair. And the the other alternative was David David Tennant, who uh, I don't see working in this. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so they went the right way with Luke, I think, because he was a, book, a good bad guy. Um, yeah, I, I I listen. Fast six, great time. Did you did you did you did you spot the link with five and also with Star Trek? What are you talking about? All right, so you know the chase in. Brazil, the bank, the the vault, and there's a there's a cutaway scene onto a bus, and you see a young, a young boy just like, oh, what's that? As as okay, the vault yeah. is being dragged by, and then in six during uh, this street chase, Churu Piccadilly, no, the the first the first chase where they have the vault cars, the the kind of oh the yeah ramp yeah. cars, um, that same young boy mm-hmm. is on the bus. As as the cars go by again, and if you see Star Trek Beyond, which was also directed by Justin Lin, ah, I see what's you happening. You see here. a young alien boy watching as the Enterprise goes by, and it's Justin Lin's son. He's put them in. He's put him in three films as the cute cherub watching <laughs> as really horrific, dangerous. Uh, stuff is going on outside, but he's uh, he's totally fine. Watching watching his dad blow up stuff. Um, that's the height of nepotism. Did the kid even have to audition or anything? I don't know. He probably got okay. paid a lot of money as well. <laughs> yeah. And does this mean that the Star Trek films and the Fast and Furious films are now in like they exist within the same cinematic universe? Um, it's fair to assume. Yeah, because that boy uh, links them both. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Um, David this- Tennant's son was <laughs> supposed to get the part, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now it's time for the most exciting part of the episode so far. Great. Oh, I can see the two of you straight grabbing the pens straight away. So. I don't know what I need <laughs> a pen for. <laughs> you don't need to write down anything. Tipex all over the screen on my laptop. <laughs> anything. Um, it's just write, write down angry letters to each other as you go up against each other. So, um, so Gary, as we know, uh, won 3-2 in the previous round uh, for Fast Five, and which means he leads 3-2 in the overall series. So, Roy, this is your chance to reclaim your dignity. Great. So, if Gary wins his next one, does that mean he's 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 won and we don't no, do this quiz still, anymore? Oh, my God, there's so many more films. Uh, <laughs> you can you'll have loads of... 
loads more opportunities to reclaim even more of your dignity. Okay, Gary, uh, buzzer, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an Roy elephant buzzer. driving a Formula One car. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll it's two, um, two different states of a balloon. Mm. Mine is <laughs> when you pinch the end. Yeah. And Rory's is when you just let go. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, this will be an easy one for me. We've, so. we've got a faulty buzzer. Rory, you're losing already. Um, okay, so we've got different stages of balloons. Here we go. Um, so this is the you have to be fast with your answer, or you'll be furious because the other person got in there before you. And now look, they've won the quiz. Quiz question one on Fast and Furious 6 from 2013. Do Mia and Brian have a baby boy or a baby girl? Rory. Boy. It's a baby boy, and for absolutely zero bonus marks, can you remember what that boy was called? Uh, no. They actually named it after the the piece of equipment that you use to hitch up a car when you're changing the tire. Ah, Trey. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Jack is the correct answer. But again, as we said, as we firmly established, no points for that. Uh, but Rory, yep, yeah, that's one nil to you. Right. Complete the amazing quote whenever Tej played by Ludacris, spots the giant tank and he says, forget plan A and B, C and D. We need more what? He says, we need more. Bearing in mind, he's just listed all their plans. Oh, Rory? (laughs) Letters. It's not letters, but it is linked to letters. Where would you find those letters? In the alphabet. Oh, oh, was that your answer then? Yeah, because it's the correct answer. He shouts, we need more alphabets. I was going to say postbox. <laughs> more postbox. So listen, we'll give that to uh, to Roy. Oh, so that's 2-0 to Roy. Okay. Suck it, Gary. Come on, Gary, you got to show up here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get oh. started. <laughs> okay, okay. Can you remember what phrase does Roman Pierce... <laughs> yeah. What, what phrase does Roman Pierce have written on the side of his private plane? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I can't remember if these are people's buzzers or not. <laughs> it contains something to do with Roman, is it? Yeah. Uh, no. It, it says, here comes another clue. It's Roman, and then there's a, a third word. It's Roman. <laughs> Rory? Time? <laughs> it's not Roman time. Roman no. time. <laughs> it's Roman time. Gary, I'll throw to you. Any idea? Begins with B. Ah. Uh, uh, Rory, uh, maybe got it. Gary, do you want to? Do you want to go? Be, it's Roman something beginning with B. Yeah. It's Roman. <laughs> I have a clue. I have any, a clue. Any word that begins with B. It's Roman. Okay. Well, I think we'll throw back over to Rory. Rory, what have you got? Bitches. That's the one. And look at that. <laughs> It's an absolute whitewash here. It's 3-0 to Rory. So congratulations to Rory. You've brought the scores level. Thank you. Yet again. Unbelievable. Whew. What a what a exciting what a rush. time for quiz lovers. It's al- it's almost as epic as the finale to Fast and Furious 6 or whatever the name yeah. of that film is. Okay, listen. The only Rory, thing longer than the runway is the name of your quiz. Is the name of the quiz. <laughs> um Rory, what have we got lined up for next week? Because we're we're approaching we're not quite in the home straight yet, but we're getting there. Well, or are we? No, next week's next week's the last one. Oh, holy moly! Donezo. but it is a b- 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 bumper 
episode. So lots, uh, lots of homework this week. Gary, have you got your pen? <laughs> I have my finger here on a laptop. Perfect. Uh, so it's Furious Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that'll do. Seven. Yep. <laughs> seven. Yeah. The fate of the Furious. Because F eight fate. Oh, nice. Oh, but it has an eight in it, does it? No, it doesn't. No. Oh, annoyingly. Yeah, so I'll actually have to write it down. Yeah. Okay. The, what was the f- the fate of the what? Furious. <laughs> The We've heard that word before. Where did that name come out of? F eight eight fate. Is, oh, it is F eight. No, <laughs> that's okay. just weird. They got the word fate. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I wish the world okay. could see Gary's face. <laughs> Because, <laughs> Gary, you think Rory is making this up every time he mentions new names of films. You're like, this can't, be, this, this can't be real. Hobbs and Shaw, that's the one. Yeah, so like they're, they're the three band. before we get into uh, F9, whenever it's released in Irish cinemas. Um, and that's our that's our final episode okay. on, on the Fast and Furious saga. It's going to be tears. Emotional. Yeah. <laughs> just, tears of joy. No, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring the champagne. Don't worry about it. Um, bring the Corona and the the Brahma. Oh, of course, the Corona and the Brahma. Uh, I'll get them ordered now. So, listen. Uh, thank you, Rory, as ever, for your bits of tid. Mm. Uh, thank you to Gary as well for enduring and enjoying. And thank, <laughs> thank you to Sound Paul on Sound. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listening and to all our new subscribers as well. Are you mad? And remember, if you do want to subscribe, uh, there's always room, as Dom says. There's always room for more family. Yeah. Here. Like we do talk about things that aren't Fast and Furious related as well. So just in case you're wondering, not today. but not, <laughs> not today. Uh, so we'll see you back here uh, very soon for the next episode of TBR Spotlight, the Fast and Furious saga. Go and give us those buzzers one more time, Gary. What was your balloon one again? And Rory? That's more of a horse now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary did say there was a horse coming. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> Mine's an elephant driving a Formula One car. It's going nowhere. Okie dokie. See you later, folks. (laughs) Bye-bye.